welcome to another episode of The Buzzer Race. I'm your host, Nikhil Ranjan. And I'm your co-host, Alan Zhang. And for our guest today, we have Izzy Arroyo, the captain of California's 2020 NJCL Advanced Kirtaman team. Welcome, Izzy. Hi. So could you kind of just do a brief like introduction of yourself, some background information, and then can you tell us your favorite celebrity? Uh, my name is Izzy Arroyo. I'm from the California Junior Classical League. I've been playing Kirtaman since uh, I first started Kirtaman in eighth grade. I've been playing regularly since 10th grade. And I've been on the national team two years in a row, as well as some invitationals. Um, if I had to choose, it'd probably be an all-way tie between all the members of Monty Python. Oh, okay, okay. That is that is a solid choice, honestly. That's pretty funny. I mean, I think the first time I saw Monty Python was probably like seventh grade or something, and that was that was an experience to say the least. It's all a work of art. Yeah, and. Uh, so, I mean, with that, I think we can just kind of jump right in. And you mentioned already briefly that you uh, started Kirtaman in eighth grade, although competitively in tenth. Do you want to kind of tell us how you got into Latin as a whole? Uh, there, were, there were a number of reasons. Um, one of which was my friend was taking it, and I thought it was cool because we were going to a new school together, and that would be, and I wanted to have a class with her. Another one is that uh, my grandfather was a Latin scholar when he was young and I really wanted to like kind of flex on the rest of the family by being able to write him letters that no one else would understand. So those were the two reasons I started and then once I got there it was just like no looking back ever. It was it I just clicked with it. It was the most amazing class. I, I knew I knew in a week that I was taking Latin forever. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. I mean, I think it's always interesting to hear how people get into Latin. Um, I think usually seems to be maybe a friend or uh, some family member has some influence on like why you decided to do it. So that's really cool. Um, so you got into Latin that way, but how did you get into like Kirtaman and the JCL? Because those aren't always exactly connected in some uh, schools. Well, I was really lucky to have at the time a teacher. I mean, shout out to Dr. Hansen. Uh, she just, she was very passionate about the JCL. We didn't have a huge chapter. Our chapter wasn't super involved. We only went to regionals. Um, but I went to my first scram in seventh grade uh, and I joined the Latin club and I, it was the best thing ever. I think my favorite thing, my first one was the mythological spelling bee. Um, <laughs> not my favorite anymore. Um, but I actually tried Kirtaman and I didn't like it <laughs> very much. Uh, but it wasn't until 10th grade when I actually took over the club and became its president that I realized I started getting all the emails uh, about events and I was like wait there's more than just like regionals I didn't realize that till 10th grade so I started going to Invitational Kirtamina and that was when I got into it competitively. Neat that's that's interesting that like you know your first kind of like taste wasn't exactly like you know you weren't really into it I think usually people are like oh I was hooked from the beginning <laughs> Never stop, but that, that's neat to hear. So you mentioned something called Scram. I don't know if I heard you properly. Oh my goodness, not Californians. I'm so sorry. Scram, Southern California Regional Amici Madness. It oh, is a cool. convention in Southern California. Could you kind of tell us about that? That sounds really interesting. Uh, it's in the fall. This one is on November 21st. Uh, so go to it virtually. Um, but it is just for 
it's always hosted at a school in Southern California. I don't, I don't know much about regionals at other school at other states, so this might be familiar information. There's mythological spelling bee. There's open kirtaman, arts and crafts stuff. It's just like a mini state, and it's very fun. That's super neat. So who's putting on Scram? Is it like SCLers, teachers, a mix? I think SCLers help with it. SCLers help run it. Um, there are definitely teachers involved, and I, I honestly don't know. Like, it's I know that as an SCLer now, I'm involved. We're making plans for Scram, but it's basically just like a smaller version of state. So much did, oh, sorry. When does state take place in respect to this? So this you said occurs around November. Does it occur around November every year? Okay so, okay, so when does state take place for California? We tend to have state in the spring. Okay, okay. So we have, I think in the last years it's been March and April. Okay, okay. I mean, that, that's similar to Texas at any rate. I don't know too much about other states. Alan, is Ohio like that? Where you have yeah, we have like a fall forum around October and uh, November, which I would say kind of sounds comparable to uh, Scram. And then we have state convention also. Uh, around March so okay that's pretty neat so is, is scram kind of used as like a uh I guess use sounds really uh maybe bad undertone but does it have like is it kind of like to introduce people like in like a very gentle way to like JCL is that kind of the idea is it a recruiting ground uh yes okay. I, would, I would think so it definitely was what got me hooked um because again I the only reason I didn't start going to state was because I didn't know it existed so I just thought the extent of the JCL was regional conventions, um, but it was such a, well, I can't believe I was about to call a regional JCL convention a gateway drug, but um, it was definitely like that. And when I got people in my, uh, when I started running Latin Club, I would always try to get people to sign up for Scram because I didn't want to, I felt like state would be too competitive an introduction. Mm -hmm or like it might dissuade some people who weren't super strong yet. Whereas Scram, it's like the, it has a much more local feel. It's much more, it's very friendly. Not that state isn't, but. No, yeah, that's, that's super cool. I mean, like, uh, I think those type, that, that type of like uh, intro kind of uh, regional like event, I don't know if that occurs very much elsewhere. Like that's the first time I've ever heard of something like that. I think I've heard a bunch of fall forums, but this sounds like a very fun thing that I think I probably would have enjoyed going to too, especially like, you know, someone starting Latin. It sounds like a lot of fun. So you have Scram and so that kind of pulls you into Latin um, and to the JCL as a whole. Uh, but still, we still had like a year or two before you got into Kurtaman, and then from then on, once you were the president and stuff, you stuck with it. So what kind of kept you in with Kurtaman? Like, was it being just like the president? It's like, oh, I need to do this, or what kind of like led to that? Well, I mean, between starting, if I understand correctly, between the uh, first conventions I went to, and when I actually started playing competitively, um, I mean, I always loved Latin. It was always first and foremost about the language uh, for me, but also um, I love taking the National Latin exam, so that kind of kept me involved outside of conventions. And also I competed in the NJCL Creative Writing Contest for years. So that was kind of how I kept my hand in competition-wise. So I actually won that in eighth, ninth, and 10th grade. 
Oh, wow. That's, that is pretty impressive to just do that, you know, back to back to back. Wow. That's kind of crazy. So on time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever, I, I did not do too many contests outside of academics, which I kind of regret because they sound like a lot of fun. Like when I, when I now hear about them and people are like, Oh, I was doing this. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't do this. I always feel like I should have started Kirtaman earlier. So. Yeah, no, Kirtaman is a lot of fun. Um, so you mentioned that you only really went to the regional competitions. And I was wondering if, like, what is the kind of, like, setup for the local scene in California? Like, do you have, like, a bunch of, like, invitationals hosted by maybe, like, a school or something throughout the year? Or do you just kind of have this one regional competition? It's definitely, there's definitely a lot of focus on the one regional competition. That is often the only thing I'll have in the fall. Um, and then during, in the beginning of the winter or spring, there's usually um, like crossroads school. We'll have an invitational. That's usually fun. Um, and then we have state and then obviously like qualifiers for state or Domin. So, but outside of actual JCL run events, there, I don't, Again, I don't know how this stacks up to other states, but I do know that on the East Coast, there's like Duke, Kirtaman, Yale Invitational, all of that. We don't have as much of that, to my knowledge, although we did have, so when Stanford Kirtaman hosted their inaugural one last year, mm -hmm. uh, that was just so much fun because that was kind of a new experience, collegiate invitational. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a fun time. Yeah, so do you think those types of tournaments are good for the local scene? Like, do you, are you hoping for, like, more of that to occur to kind of, like, help, like, keep it uh, going? Because I feel like with, like, so few tournaments, I don't know much about the California JCL, so, I mean, you can totally weigh in on this and tell me if I'm completely wrong. But usually, like, the more, like, some, not too many tournaments, but if you have, like, a couple throughout the year, it keeps kids coming back and sometimes increases the number, too. So do you, are you hoping for Stanford Kirtaman to kind of keep going? Oh, absolutely. I very much hope that Stanford will keep going. Um, I, it was a great experience for me. I, again, I'd never seen Kirtaman done in an actual collegiate scene, um, in an actual classics department. Uh, also, I really think it's important to have the invitationals, like, the, on a more local level. So, again, Crossroads Kirtaman. Um, I don't know. I never... I, I always wanted more JCL, but I feel like I, I could take competitions every weekend and be happy. So I might be in the minority on that. So, but uh, I mean, of course, more would be better. But I, I think that California has a very high turnout for its states. For its states, so maybe the anticipation building is worth it. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's super neat. I mean, like, I think, yeah, I think I think those types of invitationals are good usually for scenes, especially because there are so many. There, seem, there seems to always be so many kids who are like, I want to keep competing. Like every weekend, just give me another Kirtaman round. I'll play it. I'll play it. That's, that's neat. That's neat. So uh, kind of getting more into now, like you as an individual player. So you mentioned a lot of the times that you played solo. Um, and I was curious, like, could you kind of tell us what it's like to play solo and also like how you approach studying for that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I... So my JCL chapter was very small. Um, and in 10th grade, I usually played on a team. But uh, by 11th, there was our membership was dwindling a bit. Um, there were rumors that uh, my school was going to cut Latin, and those ended up being true. 
Uh, so I ended up playing alone a lot of the time because I was not willing to not go. Um, and I actually went to state alone in 2019 and competed in the mini league alone. That was, it's funny. It's, it's always a, there, there are definitely trade-offs because um, I don't have to feel guilty that I'm out buzzing someone on my team who might know it. So I am like a hyper buzzing fiend when I am playing alone, more so than I am when I'm playing on a team. But when, so it's actually a bit of a difficult adjustment when I switch back to being on a team, because I'm like, wait, I want to just, you know, just buzz <laughs> way in advance and have a reasonable chance of getting it right. But I also don't want to outbuzz someone who might have actually studied this part. Um, I, I don't prefer either one. They both have their uh, pros and cons. Um, for studying, I just had to be a generalist with specialty in all categories. That's what I tried to be. Um, but it was definitely tricky. I, I never studied for grammar because I didn't want to devote the time to it. I just never studied for grammar. I always uh, counted school as that, but it was still one of my stronger categories. Um, I poured a lot of myself into history and literature because that's a lot of, like, I just reviewed that constantly, sometimes procrastinated my actual schoolwork with just, like, always literature and history. Uh, yeah, it was just sort of plumbing into everything, reading books on my own time, anything by Edith Hamilton. It's obviously great. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no that's, that's super cool. I mean, like, I think the generalist route is definitely I mean like I guess obviously it's like the most taxing one um and you know kind of letting uh Kirtam and studying and stuff getting the way of schoolwork is a very relatable thing that was almost my entire freshman year of high school it's just like oh high school work I can wait that'll get done eventually um but yeah, yeah no that's, that's super neat um so I'm kind of wondering like you know, so you, you mentioned you played both on a team and also individually, and I'm wondering how you dealt with, like, competition stress in terms of, like, playing, you know, and switching types of teams. I feel like if you switch, like, you know, who you're playing with uh, as opposed to playing an individual, it can kind of change, like, a lot for how you feel when you're going into tournaments. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I, I don't know. I'm also dealt with stress by um, preparing harder. I don't know because usually I had no one else to to like um, sort of put it on. But when I was on teams, it was actually it actually helped a lot with competition stress because yes, there was that added layer of not wanting to outbuzz anyone. But like I remember when I played um, at Nat on the uh, state team at 2019 nationals, it was like wait, these are people I can like talk about the round with afterward in a way that other people will understand oh my god this is so esoteric this is yeah and then so I then when I went to Stanford Kirtaman I actually played with two people from different schools uh, we formed a like hybrid three-person team uh, tribrid uh, anyway it was uh that was also really fun because you know we brought our kazoos like brought the spirit to Stanford um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that playing on a team helped with competition stress, whereas I kind of had to, uh, sort of adopt myself into other delegations 
to deal with competition stress when I was when I was playing alone. But it was always fun either way. Everyone in the JCL is awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's 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 interesting to hear though that like you know having people even even though as you mentioned you know the uh, like oh should I avoid buzzing or not um, kind of factors in, but having people to talk I think about like you know the material and what you just played is always a blast because you're like oh my god did you see that buzz like what was that like did you know that like where's this fact from I think that's always like super super uh fun and I think it's really conducive to a good experience and good comment um and so you played on the 2019 uh NJCL national advanced team for California and then the 2021 as well as the captain this time around I don't know if you were captain in 2019 I was not captain in 2019 so could you kind of like just walk us through those two nationals and that experience of playing, especially like at the advanced level at nationals, like what that was like uh, working with your team members? Uh, 2019 nationals, that was, again, it was the first time in a very long time I had been on a team with other people. It was probably the first time when I was on a team with people I was like, who were very devoted to the subject. When I played on a team with people from my school, it was like, here are three people I like probably promised donuts to I don't know like they were yeah random recruits from my Latin class um so it was definitely a little bit intimidating uh when I first went to it but uh and I was a little bit timid on the buzzer the first few questions when I realized like oh what if everyone else knows and then not no I actually do know a few of these so it was some adjustment but it was it was a very fun time, very fun uh, reintroduction to playing with other people. Uh, twenty twenty, we ended up making semifinals in twenty nineteen. Uh, I think we got eighth place overall, which we were pretty happy with. It was, you know, not a bad showing. I was very happy because it was my first time. Um, this year, we had uh, last year we had two people who were slashers and. Um, two people, myself included, who were about to be seniors. This year we had uh, two slashers and uh, I believe two rising juniors. It was fun, it was good. I think that uh, we, we did not make semifinals this year, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was, we had a very difficult draw, but also I think that uh, California has an interesting system where they decide their team at state or at nationals uh, so that it is drawn like very close to the actual competition. I think that if we picked a little bit earlier, uh, we could practice together and maybe get a sense of everyone's strengths and weaknesses and become a more cohesive unit. But even without that, it was, it was still a good time. We, we scored some points. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like, uh... I think I went, I was watching some of the rounds and I remember like, I think, what is it, round three, y'all played like Wisco and Mass and you still put up, I think like 70 points, which is like, yes, that I was, think, yeah. I think that's pretty, like, I would say pretty good, especially considering, you know, this type of system where like those teams um, have been like, they are the same core people. They have been the same core people for like a year, maybe, or even longer um and y'all are like oh we kind of know our team now like a week before Nats maybe or some very short window before Nats and it's like you're still like performing at like a pretty high level like that's like that's a I, I think that's a good 
showing. And I mean, like, making semis is always just such a, like, toss-up. Ah, uh, funny. Oh, I, I actually didn't realize that I made that joke. I just now, when he said funny, I was like, oh my god, I, I can't believe I just unironically did that. Um, but it, it really is, right? Because it's just, your, it's draw-dependent. It, it's like, there's so much on, like, you you, ha- you either have to be at such a high level um, that, like, you know, you are just unparalleled, or it just, you know, you kind of have to, like, just hope, like, you you perform in every round at a certain level. Like, I don't know. That's always the thing with, like, getting into semis for me. It's always been, like, a – it's such a dicey thing, which I guess is competition nature, though. Um, I guess that is the case. So uh, I wanted to ask, like, how it was – because – so 2019 was in Fargo, I believe. That is the super-famed um, Fargo Dome. Uh, but 2020 was online. What was that like for you moving from that nationals to your next one just and I guess final one being online? Uh, I mean, obviously it was disappointing for the when I first found out because I have only including the virtual ones, I have only been to two nationals. So I got my first taste of it in 2019 and I was very excited for the second one. Um, but it was still a nice time. I did not feel too caught off guard by the Kurtaman format because I had played in Michael Kearney's Kurtaman Mini League. Mm. Uh, we made, I believe, quarterfinals in that. I say we, it was me. Um, <laughs> it's representing my school. And then we, um, and then I also played uh, in a California Invitational one that was over Discord that was hosted by Harvard Westlake School in July. And that went very well. Uh, we were competing for a trophy that was shaped like a banana. And the winner was named California's Top Banana. We take ourselves very seriously here. Um, so I, I was ready for the Kurtaman aspect in terms of like virtual setting. Uh, but it was, still, it was still different psychologically not to be in the room with other people, not to be um, feeling the same sort of jitters of like seeing everyone around you, having a judge in person. But I really think the, the NJCL did a great job adapting. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that you had a really great performance at Nationals. I think that moreover, lots of your career in the JCL has shown like a lot of initiative. You know, you took um, as club president, you've done a lot for your club. Like you've even mentioned that you started or you tried to start your own lower school Kurtaman team. I was wondering like how you went about that and the process of it. Oh, um, it wasn't, uh, our, my school isn't really that formally divided into upper and lower school, but um, I was definitely trying to generate interest among younger students. Um, which was difficult because my school had, by the start of my senior year, they had announced the phasing out of their Latin program. So I was working with some of the kids who had been in advanced Latin classes, but there was always this sort of question hanging over everything like, what will happen once the Latin class is actually phased out? And you know, I, I put up a last stand against that. I tried to recruit people. And we, I had a younger student come to Scram. I had recruited, um, this sounds very big, I had recruited more Marlboro students than had ever signed up for, than had ever attended a state convention before. I had recruited that many. 
it was five, it was five people. I had, we were ready to go to state and then obviously COVID happened. So that didn't end up happening, but I had been, I had been excited to introduce people. We'd started, I started using cahoots to introduce them to the sort of questions. And then I was starting to print out novice curcumin sheets and just have people like uh, say buzz or because we don't, I don't believe we have a curcumin machine. Um, but yeah, it was, it was going well. And then hopefully my successor uh, tries to continue it, but I don't know if she's ever been to the JCL. So we will, we will try. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's really sad. Obviously that, you know, convention was canceled and that Marvel um, cut Latin, but I think that your efforts are really impressive. I mean, do you have any like takeaways or advice into um, increasing engagement in the JCL, uh, even without Latin class? Um, for the JCL as a whole, I think that, I, I, I don't know, I'm not sure how much the JCL could have done in the case of my school, uh, but I do wish that it sometimes felt like a, a bit of a Vox Clamantis in Deserto situation, where I was like, like I published something in my school newspaper, like, please don't get rid of Latin. Here's all the reasons why you should not get rid of Latin. Like met, I, I spoke to the uh, world prominent figures in the world language department. Um, I used some JCL promotional materials, but I think that, and again, I, I am not the first vice president, so I do not know how concerted their public relations campaign is, but I always felt like my school didn't, outside the Latin department, didn't quite understand the importance of classics. So more focus on outreach, spreading that would be very helpful, maybe to individual schools, especially because I know a lot of schools in my area have phased out or sometimes consider phasing out Latin, which is really interesting, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think that lots of schools, even in Ohio, have kind of faced that, where they're not really exiting the JCL, but they have, you know, decreasing attendance year by year. And um, do you think that there's like, a way for, I don't know, I guess maybe schools to come together or states to come together to try and sort of maintain that enthusiasm? Or, I mean, I guess that's kind of a difficult question because it hasn't happened that much besides like nationals, but do you think that there's like any prospect for that? I mean, nationals, of course. I think that it's very interesting that we now have this virtual format um, that we've been forced to use because of the pandemic. And I wonder if that will lead to more virtual tournaments, even once we're allowed to meet in person, because I think it's much easier to um, begin to engage with something if you can do it from your living room instead of having to, as like, we sometimes would, you know, leave, leave the house at 6 a.m. to drive to a convention, to a, a regional convention two hours away, or like, all fly up to a state convention situation. Uh, so I think that, I, I do not know, but one, one of the, one thing that might be interesting to try out would be to use these pandemic tools to generate interest in a more accessible way uh, going forward. You know, that's actually something that a lot of the guests so far have mentioned that, um, I mean, I know at least I experienced that you know, during regular times and regular nationals, I generally stuck to people from my state interaction-wise. But this year, 
um, with the pandemic and, you know, with like the Kirtaman Mini League and everything that spawned after that, I was able to meet a lot of people from different states like, you know, Massachusetts and Texas and Wisconsin and other places like that. And I think that kind of ironically, this pandemic, this place that isolationist um, like disaster has kind of increased communication and bonding in some way in the JCL. Um, and I think that that's really cool and I kind of want to see how that progresses. Um, so one question, like just after all of your exploits in the JCL, um, what are you doing now? Like, yeah, like what does your life like look like? Um, well, I am going to Yale University next year, uh, but I'm taking gap year. Um, so right now I'm looking for ways to fill it. Uh, I would like to travel. I would like to check out my uh, grandfather's classics dictionary, but unfortunately it is in Spain and I do not know when I can, you know, when it will be legal to leave the country. So in the meantime, what I'm doing aside from obviously applying for internships and stuff is I am um, serving as the California Senior Classical League Parliamentarian. So I've got my Robert's Rules of Order, obviously. Love it. And I also am I'm self-studying Attic Greek because that was not something that I, uh, that was not offered at my school. I also just enjoy self-studying languages. I went through an Icelandic phase once. This is, uh, yeah, but it's a, it feels like a really nice way to stay engaged with classics, stay engaged with cool inflected grammar. And so yeah, that's, that's most of it. I think that's amazing. I'm also self-studying Attic Greek right now, just for fun. Um, I'm using Athenasde, which I'm using Athenasde, the textbook. Oh, I'm using Hanson and Quinn's. Oh, I've heard people recommend that before, but I don't have a copy of it. Um, I think it's really cool that you're getting involved in the SCL. Um, what do you think that your future involvement in the JCL will look like? Do you think it'll be kind of more focused towards California or maybe like more broad in the NJCL? I mean, I know the Yale Kirtaman scene or like the Yale Kirtaman club is incredibly vast. And do you have plans to try and help out with that? Absolutely. I very, that was one of the things I, I think I wrote about that in my supplement. Like I definitely want to start with the Yale, my, Yale Kirtaman. Sorry, my dog's barking in the other room. Um, yes, I would love to write questions for that. That seems like a very logical culmination of everything. Uh, also, I just hope to pursue a classics heavy course, uh, which is another way to keep the involvement going. I also, of course, will stay involved with SCL as much as I can. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. And I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see, you know, that like, uh, you're still trying to like, you know, do classics in some way and make sure you're involved in some way, even if you're not necessarily, you know, taking a specific course at college. It's like, okay, look, I am in a classics class. Therefore, I'm still doing like, like you're doing self-involvement. And I don't think that's, that's the most common, but I think it's cool to see. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And I'm wondering like, so uh, I guess it's kind of, it's backtracking a little bit, but I did want to, um, talk about this a bit more. So you mentioned your uh, school is based at Latin. You've also mentioned that um, some of these schools in your area have started to, like, or maybe not necessarily after your school did it, but like there's been general thought about phasing out Latin. Um, 
And I mean, first of all, that's just very, very sad to hear because I think Latin's probably the greatest class you can take uh, in your, I guess at any point in time, honestly. Um, and I'm curious, like what the, like, do you know much about the, okay, this is going to sound, I'll phrase it more specifically. Do you know much about uh, the like state of Latin in California, which I guess is a state too. Like, do you, do you know like kind of like how that is doing as a whole? Is it on a general decline? Do you know what that's like? I don't know. I don't have figures off the top of my head. Um, I was, when I said schools in my area, I mean my school, um, I'm thinking of another girls school that is nearby and I know that uh, many just don't offer it at all. Um, one school that's doing, in my understanding, a pretty good job with it is Crossroads. So just mm -hmm. shout out to them, keeping the torch burning. Um, but I, I don't, I can't speak to California very specifically, but I do know that when I uh, asked one of the figures in my school who had defended the decision to phase out Latin, I asked him why, like what his thought process was, what his uh, reasoning was, and he ended up telling me that apparently it's declining over the country. He was trying to go with the general trend of, like he thought it was a, an investment worthy of, that made sense given the direction of classics in the country. And that made me very sad. That definitely made me want to fight harder to keep it going. And my school may be a, I hope my school is an anomaly. I hope that the trend can be reversed. Uh, I think that the pandemic may offer, again, maybe maybe we can become more digitally savvy with advertising uh we can yeah uh, but i know that the jcl is an incredible experience obviously and i think that if most people i think if many people were introduced to it they would feel the same way as we all do so it's a matter of exposure yeah i think i think that's for sure um i do think that i i think latin is slowly but steadily kind of declining just because it's an ancient language everyone's like it's dead what can you do with it um it's yeah yeah i mean i i mean i personally am like oh, <laughs> we need more latin in this country not less um but yeah that's yeah that's that's sad to hear i mean i think uh, i mean you mentioned crossroads and i'm hoping more schools in california are uh kind of holding to that kind of like, you know, let's keep Latin going, let's keep Latin alive, uh, maybe not in the speaking sense, but like, I guess um, one thing for me that I want to also talk about, and it, it's a bit of a jump, but it's just something that came to mind, is uh, do you think there's enough like support in terms of resources and stuff at the national level um, in regards to California, because, like, I know, like, uh, for example, Texas has, like, a couple, like, you know, former state chairs, former national chairs that, like, were super involved, so they, like, you know, they independently come and, like, try to keep things going, and they develop a bunch of stuff, and do you think the national scene is helping out enough with California and maybe just smaller states in general? I quite honestly do not know about that. I know that California, I California has very high JCL involvement in terms of like, like our delegations, our state conventions are fairly large compared to other states, I believe. Um, but frankly, I've never served on the JCL board. I'm only getting involved with uh, the board as an SCLer, so I, 
I honestly don't know. That's, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, you don't, yeah, you don't have to have like, oh, I have the answer to everything. I, I was just curious because like um, a big conversation I think has come up even more and more now that we're in the pandemic and people have time to like uh, think about, you know, the state of the JCL, where is everyone, how are other states doing? Um, is like kind of this discussion of like, do our other, like, is there any way we can help other states? Because we're online now. So like we can host these tournaments that anyone from across the country can come to barring, you know, maybe like a two hour or three hour time zone difference, but like pretty much anyone from across the country can play. Um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest benefits of the pandemic in a weird way is just as I think Alan mentioned earlier, the interconnectedness of the JCL is higher than ever, I think. I don't think before this, I knew pretty much anyone outside of Texas. Like, I knew names, but, like, I didn't know people, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's super neat. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, did you, like, did you personally have that type of experience with it going online? You were, like, this is, like, a super, like, I mean, I guess not an entirely positive because everyone wants to be in person, but, like, did you find it as, like, a good experience kind of uh yeah I did I I of course there's the disappointment of it not being in person but I definitely feel like I got to because everyone was kind of you could see all the tiles in a zoom call are pretty even so I and you can see everyone's names it's easier to think oh oh that's a name I've heard that's a person I've heard about here's that person oh my goodness I'm playing an extra time round with them that kind of situation is definitely uh, more allowed for. Um, I felt also that way with uh, Michael Kearney's uh, Kirtaman Mini League. It really helped put uh, faces or at least voices to names. And I, I did enjoy, I was, I ended up as a result of that, getting on the Discord Kirtaman Torres mm. uh, chat which was very fun. I didn't realize how often people scrimmed. Uh, it's very fun. I, so that was definitely a cool way to become more connected with it because again, like, like you seem to have experienced, I also was very involved with my state chapter. I still love fellowship, but it definitely was easier on the virtual platform to get more involved with other, with other people from other states. Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from uh, going online is just like the weird chance that coincidentally we are now all closer than we were before, um, which I think is probably very healthy for the JCL because I think uh, like all the East Coast uh, college Kirtamina, for example, were pretty much like East Coast exclusive unless you wanted to pay like a massive plane ticket to fly up there. So I think a lot of accessibility has occurred. So yeah, with um, that, I just kind of wanted to ask, like, this is, I guess, a bit cheesy, but is there any, like, you know, um, experience or, like, advice that you'd wish you had um, been, like, told about or kind of given as, like, coming in, like, coming into the JCL that you would like to share with others? And it doesn't have to be, like, oh, buzz faster or something, just whatever you <laughs> like. You're, like, this is, like, kind of, like, a takeaway I had. Takeaway I had. Hmm. I think about that for a second. Uh, I I definitely enjoyed the learning. I, the process of learning all the lessons I learned in JCL was very fun in and of itself. So I wouldn't want to 
spoil anything for people just starting. Um, I would say one of the one of the things is definitely embrace the community aspect. When you come in and there are people dressed like centurions and there are kazoos everywhere. I was a little bit like, what is this? Um, and obviously by junior year, I was kazooing with the best of them. Uh, so, so sorry. Fine, it's fine. The, there's a mailman. My audio doesn't stand a chance. One second. Okay, he's running away. There we go. Um, in terms of advice, I would give someone else. I oh, just a bit of practical advice. Source books exist. That took me a very an embarrassingly long time to figure out, and I managed to meet with success without them, but it is easier with them is, is definitely something that, but it's definitely something I would like to tell my younger self if, because I imagine most people do learn that early on. Uh, yeah, I think use the, use the resources that are available to you because they are very good and embrace the community aspect. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think those are great takeaways. There's been big discussion about um, sourcebook access and how it is a financial barrier and of its own to compete, um, to obtain like, not necessarily like a, like certain amount of knowledge because you've proven that you can do it without the sourcebooks, but it's like, it helps so much because now you have like, what are the question writers writing from? Um, and that changes the game entirely. Uh, the community aspect, I think, is a very big thing that I not embraced for a while, but I think eventually it was something I was like, this is like, you know, you see the people blasting the kazoos, you see the people dressed up as like all these ancient Romans, and you're like, what is happening? These people are the weirdest people I've met. And then you realize they're also like the most enjoyable people you will get to meet because they just love classics as much as you. Um, and yeah, with that, I mean... Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts and your advice and, you know, just everything. It's been a blast having you on. I, I enjoyed hearing your story and, you know, learning about your thoughts and perspectives and how California is. Um, and yeah, I mean, with that, that's pretty much everything. Hi, for me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Take care. All right.